Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We tape Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Today, we welcome Robert Jared and David Begno of Scenic Lafayette to our show, Discover Lafayette. Scenic Lafayette is a citizen-based advocacy group committed to preserving and enhancing the natural and built environment of our community through policy, partnerships, public education, and projects. Founded in 2014, Scenic Lafayette promotes beauty as a valuable asset for all who live, visit, and conduct business in the city of Lafayette. Its vision is to embrace calm, cleanliness, and the natural landscape of public and private spaces. Scenic Lafayette is one of 49 state and local affiliates of Scenic America, a national nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving and enhancing the visual character of our country's roadways, countryside, and communities. So why are we here today? I thought with so many of us wanting to see a more beautiful Lafayette by eliminating litter and blight while we enhance our landscape, it'd be a good time to invite Robert and David to talk about your mission. Guys, welcome to Discover Thank Lafayette. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having oh, us. Oh, gosh, what a pleasure. And I want to say, first of all, thank you to Jason Sikora for being here, for opening up the podcast studio and making this sound so professional. David and I know each other through our neighborhood. And I have to say, yeah. David, you live what you preach. And I was so glad you invited Robert to join you today. Right. You are always out working, physically working and organizing to beautify Lafayette. So thank you for all you do, not only for the community, but for our neighborhood. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, service to the community. And uh, Robert and I crossed paths doing service to the community in Boy Scouts. Uh, that's, oh. that's how we met. Uh, was when doing, was that? Doing Boy Scouts a number of years oh, ago. Uh, like, yeah. And as, as, as you, you know, we've done service oh, projects no, no, no. as adult leaders. As adult leaders, uh-huh. both of yeah, our not sons, as, not as youngsters, yeah. as, as adult yeah. leaders. Both yeah. of our sons were in in the same Boy Scout troop, and, and they that's do where, work. That's where we met, right? Yeah. And we yeah. were with uh, Harold Shuffler's troop. And yeah. if you know Harold, Harold is always on picking up litter, and mm-hmm. that's his motto: is um, you, you know, you always pick up something every day. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's you know rings with me. You know, when I walk into the gym in the morning, if I see something on the ground, I'm picking it up. Right, and, and that's just he says that's everybody's duty is to pick up mm-hmm. one item per day and everything. And uh, at least one item, and it's not that hard to find, is it? No, not at all. Litters not everywhere, but right, it's easy to and, find. And, well, uh, some of us deliberate, some of us uh, non-deliberate. Just mm-hmm. blows out off the top of the garbage truck. You know, yeah. <laughs> that that happens quite often in in Lafayette. Well, David, we were taping for Parish Proud um, about our neighborhood, about the importance of place, about community and keeping things clean. And I realized a lot of people blur distinctions among the groups, like who does what to make our community beautiful. And so I thought, like I said, this would be a good time to talk about Scenic Lafayette. Right. You've been engaged now in eight years in our community. And when we met, you were talking about some of the Ill- illegal signs that can go up. But a lot of people just don't know about all the different groups that do things. And you right. kind of silence spokespeople out there. Right. We, we have uh, a lot of volunteers in Lafayette, and, and all communities have volunteers that do a lot of service hours to their community and, and spend a lot of money on public property, cleaning mm-hmm. up pro- property, planting trees. I'm also with Trees Acadiana. Mm-hmm. And... We plant a, uh, a lot of trees. Our motto is to try to plant one more tree than they cut down. You know, as long as we can plant more trees than they can cut down, right? Uh, we'll we'll stay ahead. And uh, so you have uh, trees of Kitiani of the Preservation Alliance. You have Keep Lafayette Beautiful. You have you know Parish Proud. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you see a lot of Parish Proud does a lot of work, and we all try to work together. Uh-huh. And we've had a good rapport with Parish Proud, and. In the last few years, 
um, we brought it to their attention that litter isn't only just wrappers and cans and bottles you see on the side of the road, but non-compliant non-compliant signage where people come into a community and plant 300 little plastic stick signs on the sides of the roadways in the middle of the night and drive off. And then you have local people doing it also. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, pretty much everybody understands that you're not supposed to be putting this on public property. Um, like the, the telephone poles. And utility uh, poles. Yeah, utility uh, that's poles. That's actually a, a uh-huh. misdemeanor criminal offense. Is it? To nail something to a mm-hmm. utility state, pole. State law, it's misdemeanor. State law. Right. Right. And so we have several several rules and regulations dealing with litter going back mm-hmm. 100 years. You mm-hmm. know, we have documents showing people were complaining about illegal signs right at 100 years ago. You know, these yeah. uh, garden clubs were complaining complaining about people nailing tin signs to trees. You know, back then mm-hmm. you didn't have plastic or coral plastic that we have today. They had tin, and they would nail them to trees oh, throughout the community. And the other day we, we found one, a live oak on the side of the Ambassador Caffrey where this guy took his sign and screwed lag bolts with big fender washers into the side of the oak tree advertising a pressure washer business mm-hmm. and everything. Well, he's and just so, trying to make a buck. And yeah. so, I mean, that's... that's <laughs> Dave's not laughing. That's, that's really <laughs> not, not funny, healthy Jan. for the tree. <laughs> it's really not healthy for the tree to right. be running lag bolts into the tree. So let's take a—hold that thought. I want y'all to yeah. tell people why you're involved and what motivated you to be involved. So I want to ask Robert Jared. I know you're president of Scenic Lafayette at no, this I'm the current president. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I want y'all both to talk about, first of all, what is it that motivates you to do this work? Because it benefits all of us. Yeah. But this takes a lot of time, and it yeah. it takes a lot of energy. So, Robert, you want to talk right. about your it, involvement? It does take quite a lot of time. It, and as my wife had told me one time after I got involved with Scenic Lafayette and uh, and started seeing the signs and pointing out to her. She goes, you know, those are these are the type of things that you see, but you don't really see. You, you, and when you point it out to people, mm-hmm. they go, yeah, I see. Now I see the signs are at the corners on near stop signs, or they are on telephone boards, or they are on mm-hmm. trees, and they really are ugly. And I can also understand <clears throat> Lafayette is a very pro-business area. Um, and that's kind of the argument that we get from small mm-hmm. businesses. Well, I'm just trying to make a, a dollar. I'm just trying to make a buck. But everybody that's in business uh, that spends the time and follows the rules and mm-hmm. complies with the zoning regulations and gets their permits for their proper signage, they're all following rules and they're trying to make a buck too. Um, and we just want everyone to follow rules. Mm-hmm. Now, the Coroplast signs that David recommended uh, is a real blight in our community. There's not a, a better material to plug up the drainage dishes than a Coroplast sign. And David and I and other volunteers sometimes will pick up or remove cl- close to 5,000 signs a year from our area. You mean just driving around and seeing Cor- that they're illegal? Correct. Is mm-hmm. it legal to pick the signs up? Yes, it is, it is. In, in the in the pub, public in the public area. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also certain rules for signage on private property um, that they may not comply with, mm-hmm. with zoning regulations, or they might be illegal because of of size or content. Um, but we never go on private property. So you don't trespass on someone's no. oh, private, absolutely. like absolutely home or not. Something. No, the, the five thousand plus signs are all on public right of way and, and private property. Telephone uh, poles, not private property. Telephone yeah. poles, right on the site, site yeah. triangles. Right. You know, you know, you know, right on the edge of the road. But during times of heavy rain or heavy wind, we'll we'll down. pull these signs out of drainage ditches, and they've and you know, two thousand sixteen was a major flooding event for mm-hmm. us. And and these things are found in the drainage ditches and in the culverts and they're they're yeah. just perfect for plugging these things. And adding to the, you know, to the drainage issues. Correct. And additionally, the the metal wires that hold these yeah. temporary signs up uh, they play havoc with the uh, mowing machines and the maintenance machines for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone quoted to us at one point that it's, it's several thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars that in damage that are caused to the, 
the maintenance machines just because of those mm-hmm. those metal those metal supports. I like what your wife was saying though. Sometimes there's so much blight, including like utility poles as you drive down Johnston, let's say. Right. You know, like David in my neighborhood, we have underground utilities, but driving in right. you have above ground and sometimes things just get so messy you don't see it, right? You just kind Correct. of you just tune Correct. it out. You just tune it out. Until you see a beautiful community that doesn't have all this and you realize something's different. Right. And then it comes to you, oh, they people honor public spaces. Right. They honor Right. You know, I'll, I'll um, often go online. I'll go to Google Street View and go around the country when you I'm do. looking for a certain type sign. You know, we had somebody coming up in front of the zoning commission a while back for a variance for a certain type of sign. It was a certain type of business. And I said, well, let me see how they're doing it in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And when you go to like it's Boca Raton, Florida, <laughs> and Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. or Boulder, Colorado, right. and they go, wait, their sign is only three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And Lafayette, they want to go 16 feet tall. Because but, all the other, and it, right, all the correct, other signs yeah. that were grandfathered in. Right, and, and so— You don't see any so, of it, so though. So you can, you, can, you can just get on your computer and, and go anywhere in the country and go mm-hmm. to Street View and, and drop on in and see what it looks like— uh, over there in some of the, in mm-hmm. some of these communities, and they're really thriving. Uh, go to Youngsville, Louisiana. Youngsville has zero tolerance for non-compliant signs. I'm not talking zero tolerance. Drive through the city of Youngsville, you're not going to see um, vinyl banners strapped between a utility pole and a temporary mm-hmm. pole hammered into the ditch. Is that you, government enforcing that? Yes. Yes. Their public and, works. And, and, and the word gets around, uh-huh. you know. That yeah, it's driving. not worth it if you, it's going to be taken down the same right. day. So that, that's our theory is to mm-hmm. try to get them down immediately. We used to work with the city, and we still do, on big non-compliant signs. You have a big giant sign on the side of the road that has mm-hmm. to be handled by DOTD or, or the city of Lafayette if it has apparent value mm-hmm. to the sign, um, you know, uh, a Stick plastic sign really doesn't have apparent value, but uh, uh, you, you'll see it at campaign season where the DOTD right. will pick up signs and and they don't destroy them. They'll give them back to the campaign because we've had campaigns call us thinking we took their sign. And mm-hmm. we, said, no, we didn't take your sign, but I can put you in contact with who probably has your sign. Yeah. And it's in the impound yard at the DOT. Which is kind of embarrassing. You know, maybe, maybe not. Not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Sometimes. Not really. Because, I would I mean, be embarrassed. When, when, you, when you talk about those kind of signs, you're talking about volunteers. Yeah, that's put, true. Putting them out. And they're excited yeah. for their candidate. You know, uh-huh. they want to support them, you know, as much as they can. So they mm-hmm. say, well, we, we need to get these signs out. But they don't realize yeah. that if you put it in a certain place, um, just a truck passing by can suck that sign into the middle of the road and cause yeah. a multi-vehicle crash, you know, because it is sign tumbling down down mm-hmm. the road. And, um so that's where the DOTD picks them right. up immediately. On and that's typically in the okay. outlying areas. They don't come into the city. Can we talk about the rule then for upcoming? This is a big election year. I mean, twenty twenty three. We've got mm-hmm. governor, our state rep, state senators, the sheriff, mayor, president. We've got all these races coming up. Council. What is the rule? At least in the city of Lafayette, and I guess Lafayette Parish, they yeah. must have the yeah. same. You you really ordinance. have to dissect the. The rules and regulations, uh, they change every once in a while, and they, they've been sorted out uh, pretty well. And that when you qualify for an election, you, when you go to the clerk of court's office and qualify, mm-hmm. he's going to give you a packet, and that packet's going to have all kind of papers in there of rules and regulations that you have to comply with for your campaign. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have some notes in there on signage. And the number one rule is to sign— well, the number one rule is the sign cannot be on public property. Public property would be a median between two lanes or to be safe between the side of the road and the sidewalk. You know, you can always or the utility poles. Uh, so like here on Coolidge where they have that berm, you know, like right. you can't you just can't, put things can't, in the you can't grass. Put them, you can't put them in, in the middle because uh-huh. then they, that, they can't cut the grass anymore right. for one thing, and it's just a, a, a blight on doing that right there. You also have time restrictions, but at that point, mm-hmm. the time restriction is over. In in Lafayette, it's 90 days before qualifying. Qualifying is August 8th to August 10th. So that puts you at May 10th when you can start putting your signs out. Okay. And, you know, somebody putting a few little yard signs out in their neighborhood, you know, in their yard isn't going to cause mm-hmm. any ruckus or anything. But uh, people that are putting 
gigantic signs. You know, we had a candidate a few years ago running for an office in Lafayette. They had 128-foot square signs on the trailer. <laughs> and it's happened. I think I know who that was. Right. We all know yeah. who that was. Yeah. And it happened It happened again with another candidate. It was probably the same trailer. Yeah. And mobile billboards and trailers are banned in Lafayette. Oh, Laf- they are? They're banned Correct. in Lafayette. And that same candidate had encouraged me. Well, I don't want to get into that, but yeah. Right. It probably is pretty effective for getting your name out right. there. Right. Mo- mobile billboards uh-huh. or, or like advertising. An RV. <laughs> and right. and, and, and that's really put in place to where it's happened in Lafayette in the past few years a couple of times where these people come in from out of state, like a large cellular mm-hmm. network, and they have these big billboards on trucks where the truck is actually a billboard with a cab that they're driving. They have flashing lights, spotlights, and everything. Uh, You see those in Las Vegas. They run up and down the strip 24-7, these mobile billboards in big cities. And those are banned in Lafayette, fortunately. Uh, You you can't, you know, uh, that's Mm -hmm. that's too big. So we have have the time constraints um, where everybody needs a break from these, you know, signs all over the roadways and everything. So it's 90 days before qualifying, which puts it at May 10th mm-hmm. for this okay. current this current. It's, it's next week, right? Uh, yeah, it's correct. coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be coming and out. Then you have size yeah, limitations. Second week in May. Mm-hmm. You have size limitations in a residential zoning, RS1, RM, things like that, is 12 square feet for all signage where – if you have, you could put four three square foot signs. That would be your typical little yard sign. You could put four of those. The sign the regulation until they rewrote it a few years ago was you could put one sign per candidate or ballot measure, and they rewrote oh, wow. the they rewrote the rules to where it's twelve square feet per total uh, total total mm-hmm. thirty two square feet for commercial. So if you have a shopping center in Lafayette, you can't have everybody bring their thirty two square foot sign and have. 320 mm-hmm. square feet. You're supposed mm-hmm. to have one. Most people bend the rules, and you're going to see two or three. Yeah. And uh, uh, realistically, I don't think anybody's going to uh, mm-hmm. raise a big hurrah about right. that. Um, but it's whether or not you want to do the right thing. You know? it's, yeah. I wanted to ask Robert, I know that people can call in. We mentioned Liz Abair, you know, our, one of our council members for the city of Lafayette, is very proactive in helping Exactly. Fight blight. So, yeah. sure. Um, she's been a champion. She's been a, she's yeah. been a, a very strong proponent of of scenic Lafayette, Paris mm-hmm. proud, keep Lafayette beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's worked not only that. Um, several years ago, um, she was a vocal advocate of holding the. Um, the waste management people to task because they Things would have— Things would fly out of the— Well, that, and mm-hmm. also, too, they had a serious problem with the hydraulic fluid would leak on people's streets. Oh, and yeah. We Liz, had that Liz took that under her, yeah. her wing and did a wonderful job uh-huh. in, in putting on her Facebook, putting it on social mm-hmm. media, and sort of spotlighting that for people. And that's, a, that's another thing that you see but you don't see mm-hmm. when there's a huge pool of hydraulic fluid on your— on your beautiful street. Now yeah. it rains. Now it's in the ditches. Oh now it's into in the, the river. Now it's right. into the river. Yeah. Um, so, so Liz, and and that's not to to ignore the other council people too. Mm-hmm. Over the years, on on both parish and city council, we've right. we've uh, a lot of times it's a matter of well, we know it's a problem, but we're not sure how to go about getting something done. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, Robert, can't people call a number? They can call like three one one. Correct. To report violations. Yes, they can. Yes, that, they can. Has that been effective, or people? It, do it, people know about this? It has been. Those? They've they've revamped, and David might be. He, he's a little bit more knowledgeable about um, the uh, the effectiveness of three one one. It can sometimes not be as effective because uh, you there's not an app for it. Uh, oh, there, no. where you there's can no download app. it on. There's not an app. You have to go to the website. And that's hard if you're driving and you see it you is. Know, something. Um, right. and the, that's against the law, too. Well, you texting, you know. And and we we know why they, they didn't develop the app. It was just a, a cost-cutting measure that just wasn't in the budget at that time. But if you go to the website and you uh, go on 311.org, mm-hmm. um, uh, for a long time, yeah. there wasn't a button for illegal signs. There was a 
button for everything else, banning cars, but we've just gotten a button on that. And uh, it's a, it can be very effective. And in years past, maybe different administrations, um, it was a lost cause to report anything to 311. Yep. It just went into, you know, file 13. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, <laughs> now they yeah. really are paying attention uh-huh. to, to these reports. Right. Yeah. What we're talking about is uh, Liz's latest initiative that she's helping on is a few years ago we started documenting the knocked over communications boxes. These are little square green boxes about three feet tall right on the side of the road or maybe in your front yard and they get knocked over. you don't even see either till they're knocked over. Correct. (laughs) And and they're all over the city. You know, I'm starting to wonder if people are targeting these things and and just running them over with trucks. And we met with the city uh, a couple of years ago and talked about it. And, um, you know, we got pointed in quite a few different directions and everything. And Mm. then one of our members actually reached out to a community communications company, and they were graciously came to our scenic Lafayette meeting, and they said, man, start sending us pictures of these things, and we're going to start looking into it. And sure enough, it, it's, a, it's, it's a slow process because they've never been asked before, I, I guess, mm-hmm. to clean up their act. You know, they're, they're doing commerce on our public rights-of-ways, mm-hmm. so they, they should uh, take it up. And KPL also did a, a big write-up on it one time about a year and a half ago. On, on the same issue. So anyhow, Liz took it upon, you know, she, um, and it, it blew, it, I want to say blow up. It was overwhelming. She's been getting messages from throughout the state mm-hmm. saying we have boxes that are knocked down over here. So I, there's a number she put on her Facebook page to call, but you I can probably- I think it was But uh, I think you can just call 311 yeah. and let them know, and it'll it'll get on the list, and mm-hmm. it's being addressed, because it's, it's a blight when you drive into a community and you see yeah. infrastructure that's just in horrible shape, you mm-hmm. know, uh, stop signs that have bent over and, and these communications things. It's, right. it's, yeah. it, it doesn't belong to the city. It belongs to somebody else. So they, so they, they actually are fixing them. We saw mm-hmm. a lot of progress made in the last month. So so it's it's coming around, and uh, Liz has brought it up at the city council meeting last night, and she wants okay. to talk about it some more, okay. and she and hopefully everybody's going to get on board and start cleaning mm-hmm. up the city because you got to realize when visitors come into our city, they're coming in uh, on not, you know, if they come down certain streets in our community. Well, you have to it, come down you don't pretty get much. A, you don't yeah. get a, a great first impression. Right. It's you know. pretty much I-10 and well, you know, I-49. And that's the, that's the point we try to make um, to, to people that say, well, we want to be pro-business. We, as citizens in Lafayette, again, we we, we might not see these things because we're used to them. Mm-hmm. Um until it's pointed out. But believe me, visitors that are coming into Lafayette or Acadiana that are considering moving their businesses here, mm-hmm. moving their families here, pay attention to these of things. Of course they do. And, yeah. um, uh, and we've had many uh, business leaders tell us, uh, well, we were heavily recruiting a director or a vice president, and he brought his wife into town, mm-hmm. and uh, she saw the condition of the streets and told her husband, if this mm-hmm. is how they're going to treat their public spaces, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to live in the community. I had a meeting today with an attorney, and he was telling me the same thing. He's, you know, he's trying to recruit attorneys, a certain, you know, certain specialty, right? and he's had trouble because of the same thing. He didn't bring up blight in particular, but just the appearance when people drive in, they are looking for certain things. You know, you want to have good quality of life, but you also want a beautiful community that you're proud of. Well, it's been an issue for for years in many administrations um, that they want the gateways into Lafayette to be beautiful, welcoming gateways. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. You tell visitors to the city, if you can get, when you come off of I-10, if you can get past a few blocks... (laughs) Uh, and listen, those are wonderful, wonderful communities uh, with with people that care about their mm-hmm. property and they care about their uh, how they sort of see are seen by visitors. But maybe there's not enough money. Maybe it's just a issue. I don't know of, if it's a money thing. Yeah. I mean, years ago, I used to run Upper Lafayette Economic right. Development Foundation, and people were complaining about you know, the junk on the side of the road. Right. Mm-hmm. So I hired the sheriff's inmates. They were working with us. Um, and I we paid to get everything cleaned up. And I had Channel 10, uh, Channel 3 coming out 
because they had run something on it right. saying, look at this, especially Ambassador right. in I-10, but it's it's pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we cleaned everything up. And so the next morning we were going out to film and the sheriff had to send out the crew again because all the trash was back. It was back. Yeah. I don't know if it's flying out of pickup trucks or I don't know if people are yeah. throwing all their French yeah. fries out, but it's, it's, I was appalled at the amount yeah. of trash in less than 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, Matt Stoller had, had a uh, figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've heard it mentioned more than once that South Louisiana has the highest per capita of open bed pickup trucks is that in, what it in is? the nation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when you go down the interstate, we drove to Baton Rouge yesterday, and before they cut the grass on the side of the interstate, whoever has the contract to cut mm-hmm. the grass has to pick up the litter first. Well, they had litter bags every 25 to 50 yards filled for miles. Okay? Before they could cut the grass. Right, and and this is just you know one cup, one can, one mm-hmm. bottle blowing out uh, of these out of pickup trucks and you know other trucks like that. So you know, so we yeah. that is a big issue. When I think of blight, I think of homes like you know abandoned houses. Like, right. I guess as a real estate attorney, I'm thinking more like they've been abandoned. But when y'all think of blight, we, what do you think of both of you? Like what is blight to we, you? We, blight to me is what I like. What I saw in Baton Rouge yesterday, when you get off the interstate and you see uh, a lot of uh, non-compliant signs, you know, right on the side of the road, they're knocked over. And the other thing that's really a blight is it's it's a new way of advertising. It's these tall, slender flags. Um, They call them feather flags or adverse sales. They put an anchor in the ground. They put this tall pole up. And you have these flags, and some businesses put eight of them in front of their business. Unfortunately, oh. Lafayette—that's cons- that's banned under the wind and fan blown sign. And what happens is they start leaning, they start deteriorating, and now we have um, these uh, vape shops opening up in Lafayette on a daily basis, almost. And they're all putting them out these green flags mm-hmm. with a pot leaf on them, THC and everything, and, and the. They just can't get a grasp on it. You have to realize Lafayette is one of the only cities around, probably in the state, that has no business license. Okay, you yeah, can you can no just open a business. License, you know, yeah. you go to Rain, Louisiana, you have to go to City Hall mm-hmm. and get a business license. Lafayette should have a business license, and and it should be free. You just have to go down and so you know they register my business to where you know one, what two, businesses three. are operating. And they uh-huh. can give them a packet mm-hmm. and say this is what's legal, this is what's not legal. So you have these businesses they come and they spend money. They're scraping pennies mm-hmm. to start the business, probably. They rent they rent a spot and they go out and spend two thousand dollars on these flags. They put them up mm-hmm. and, all and, excited. And, huh? and then fortunately, mm-hmm. we have somebody that rides around town for the city now. That that's their job uh-huh. is to. They stop and tell like them this. this is not uh, legal. And, and they'll, they'll tell them. I don't know if they stop and talk to them, but they'll send the property owner and the business owner mm-hmm. a citation and say you have to take these things down. Well, so it's, I think it's, they send them a warning first. And, yeah. and, the, and the business owners are not being nefarious. They just don't no, know. No, they don't know. They right. don't know. And, and David's point is well taken, and, and we've argued with that with the city. If they, they have a requirement to go get a license or a certificate of occupancy, mm-hmm. that's sort of a tripwire for everything. It puts them on uh, on notice of the rules and regulations, and then the state fire marshal gets a notice that they need to go out and and check the business dependent upon the requirements. Um, there's a lot of things that are supposed to happen by the by that business license, and and the point's well taken. It should be free. It shouldn't be. Right. It's not uh, an impediment to do business. It shouldn't business. be an impediment yeah. right. to business. It should be a good database, you know, for Lida yeah. and correct business That's groups. That's what I was thinking. Just just right. to have a database of of. How many businesses are open and sure. how many businesses mm-hmm. are closed? And what type of business? Right. And a lot of times it's, it's if a new convenience store, a nationwide convenience store opens up or a, you know, a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. That district manager last week used to live in St. Louis. Okay. And he got, he got moved down here and he gets a big box from the mothership and he opens it up and he has instructions. Put 15 feather flags out Mm -hmm. and put these signs out and his job's at risk if he doesn't do it. Now, uh, we've been very successful in contacting those um, regional or district managers and inform them of the rules. And for the most part, they they very much Mm -hmm. will comply. Um, and one of the and it brings up to a point, and one of the things that we've been we've been very active in is, and a lot of people don't realize, for certain zoning regulations, there's landscaping rules 
what what kind of landscaping needs to be put out, what kind of greenery needs to be put out. And that really enhances the property values of not only um, the developments, mm -hmm. but also the surrounding areas. Right. If you've got a really nice business with beautiful landscaping on the on mm -hmm. a corner, the, you know, that's going to be a jewel for your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, We all see know. many abandoned cars that came up a minute ago, but are there many abandoned cars or maybe just Abandoned cars really yards? doesn't fall on our radar. That falls uh -huh. under environmental, mm -hmm. and they have their hands full with those because abandoned cars um, – They've been struggling with that because um, there's some, I guess you would say, laws, people's rights, and so forth mm -hmm. that have things on, on, on their, their property. property. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they struggle with that particular one, getting mm -hmm. abandoned cars off of property. Mm -hmm. I think in the last few years they may, may have made some headway on it, just like they've made a lot of headway on blighted, abandoned properties where mm -hmm. the city can offer it, you know, the tax you know, it falls under adjudication or something, and, and the neighbor can buy it and improve mm -hmm. the property. And the, they've been struggling with that for a long time, uh, especially in Lafayette, but they've made a lot of progress. What yeah, other that's types really of— really not been an issue. It's not an issue. Yeah. It doesn't fall on our radar as much. What other types of things does Scenic Lafayette do, you know, besides worry about maybe what we've been talking about with signs and, and blight? Because I know when I was doing the open, it's also to embrace calm, cleanliness, and na the natural right. landscape. So I know y'all involved for bus in different stops, things. Bus stops, for one. We've been working on bus stops for a, a number a number of years. We haven't met with the city on bus stops in a number of years. But we feel a lot of calls from people. Um, and we've been seeing a lot of beautiful bus stops going up in Lafayette. Um, you know, bus shelters. you got to realize mm -hmm. the bus stop stops at a— at a utility pole could be the bus stop, mm -hmm. or or it could have a little plastic advertising bench, or it can have an actual shelter with like the clear yeah. walls. And we like to see the new ones with the clear walls and a trash can, versus an advertising shelter like you see in some cities where the city will sell advertising space mm -hmm. uh, for that. You know, because those get controversial sometimes when they put it too close to a school and they're advertising certain products and. Mm -hmm. and you can go down, they just put a brand new one in Pinhook the other day. It's beautiful. And it has a trash can. Uh, in front of City Hall in Lafayette, you have a bus stop that's just a utility pole with a sign screwed to it. And when the bus pulls up to pick up people, if they have cups in their hand, they can't bring the cups on the yeah. bus. They leave them on the ground right there in front of City Hall. Um, you see that on almost a daily basis. And I've always, I've always asked the city officials, well, why don't you just put a trash can in the bus? And they look at you like a deer in the headlight. <laughs> well, that makes too much that sense. So much who's going to who's, who's going to empty it? Well, the person that goes along and cleans up the bus. It's maybe uh, they don't well, clean the listen, bus. Listen, when I <laughs> when I rode a school bus, <laughs> you know, back in the day, if you had a cup in your hand, you know, Mr. Menard would tell you throw that away yeah. in in his trash can on yeah. the bus. Yeah, right? and he would probably Only just right. empty but, it like he would but, throw it yeah. away. But no, the city they 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 are. They are cleaning that up uh, uh -huh. a whole bunch and everything. Because when you travel, you see other towns, like there are trash cans and recycling cans, well, you especially good, in downtown right, areas. Yeah. Well, you, you make know? a good point about trash cans. And one of the th one of the things that David and I have, have tried to get some enforcement on in the city, and, and, and listen, to it's the city actually has a, a very good um, LDC. They have a, a good development document. It's just not enforced like we believe it should be. For example, there's a requirement that for stores with cart corrals, for every cart corral, you're supposed to have a trash can uh -huh. right next to the cart corral. Very few of them comply, and that is a requirement that, it's a, that should be enforced. Mm -hmm. Statistics show that litter— in parking lots is reduced significantly by, number one, having a sufficient trash uh, container at mm -hmm. every point of ingress and egress. Now, we have all seen the stores where the it's flowing over onto yeah. the ground, but mm -hmm. that's an issue of just having a young man or young lady. Yeah. That's their requirement to go and clean it. Um, but if they put those uh, containers at the car corrals, each one of them, mm -hmm. um, people when they come out, they, you know, they'll throw their trash out or they're getting their basket and they've right. got their 
mm-hmm. containers in their hand and they have a place to throw them. Yeah. Because we all know that uh, there at the Target store at Ambassador <laughs> Caffrey, the trash gets into the parking lot and they, they try their best to, to get mm-hmm. it clean. But for some reason, the winds in that area blows it right across Settler's Trace against that fence, right? right. And that gets cleaned up almost on a weekly basis. Weekly? Um, yeah, I, but if we can keep it off the ground, we can keep it out of the street, we can mm-hmm. keep it out of the ditches. Um, and so that it seems simple. It's just an enforcement issue. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, they have regular state law. State mm-hmm. They have a prescribed amount of parking places that you have to have a, a trash can. And mm-hmm. I want to say it was 15. If you have 15 parking, that's the trigger to have a trash can outside your, your mm-hmm. business. It does seem simple, doesn't it? But, yeah, yeah. And, and and there's been a lot of uh, trash can grants being thrown around in the last few years. Uh-huh. I know Keep Lafayette Beautiful has done some, and Matt Stuller has provided a lot. You know, when I say Matt, I've Parish seen Proud, that. Yeah, yeah. They, with his sign, and then you'll see and, a nice and, trash can. And he can. had to do a lot of research on trash cans, and trash cans that work in Boulder, Colorado, don't work in South Louisiana. Because of our humidity. The, the humidity and the rain, and the rain. we have oh, down gosh, here. Yeah. yeah, they have to keep rain in. So you don't want to just have an open container like we have. We have... Um, you know, we have more raccoons than squirrels probably <laughs> yeah. uh, in, the, in this area right here. So you drive behind the shopping center at Pinhook by Collie Saloon Road, and you go, look at all this trash bag. This is unbelievable. And most people would just think that's people throwing trash on the ground, and I know exactly what it is. There's hundreds of raccoons in those woods really? right there. They and they come it. up every night behind that donut shop, and they go raid those dumpsters oh and gosh. pull everything out and put it on the ground and everything. So a lot of litter, uh, I don't think they can cite the raccoons, but a lot of litter well, you see in Lafayette is actually caused by raccoons pulling it their out. Their parents are not teaching them well. Right. well no. <laughs> or maybe they are teaching them no. well. <laughs> no, quite a lot of the litter on the streets, uh, you had mentioned it before, Jan, mm-hmm. the the— You'll follow behind the waste truck, and it's flying out yeah. of the— Now, the city has done an amazing job in the last several years in holding, um, holding them our, accountable. the waste waste management yeah. contractors accountable for mm-hmm. that. Um, Greg Gautreaux used to get so upset about that at Lita. He, that was one of the main things he'd bring up Oh, meetings, absolutely. You know? and, right. and Matt Stoller with Paris Proud yeah. uh, made it uh, a key point of mm-hmm. some of his initiatives. And, hold, and really, that's a matter of just like we try to hold AT&T accountable— for not fixing the pedestals, you have to hold the waste mm-hmm. management people accountable for the trash that flies out. And there's significant fines that are attached to that if they're held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you had asked about other things that we did. One, one of one of the things we're most proud of is that several years ago, some of our members um, took it upon themselves to uh, revitalize the Azalea Trail. Yes. And I, I know that um, in the past several years, you've You've interviewed uh, Denise, Denise Langclose. Right. So passionate. Um, so uh, she still is. Oh, she yeah. she is. And and we we began to treat that initiative of revitalizing the Azalea Trail, bringing it to the forefront, mm-hmm. front, having um, you know, Azalea days and trolley rides. And when we were able to get Denise onto our board at that time, uh, she took it and ran with it, and mm-hmm. she, right. she could hardly be contained. Yeah. Um, and it, it it actually outgrew our group to the point where I said, Denise, you've, you've mm-hmm. got to sort of treat this as its own entity. So we're very, very proud. Um, but uh, the vast majority of, of the um, of the kudos have to go to Denise mm-hmm. for doing that. Yeah. Who else is on your board, the Scenic Lafayette board, if I'm not putting you on the spot? Uh, Cheryl Perrett. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Broussard Perrett is on our board. And Cheryl, myself, and Nancy Prince. Yeah. Nancy Nancy. Bruce mm-hmm. Ord, Nancy Van Eaten. She was a That's founding a, member, right? We, we, we yeah. filled mm-hmm. out the paperwork at Nancy's office, at her real estate office, when we yeah. formed uh, Scenic Lafayette mm-hmm. right there. And we said we just have to have be able to get a 501 actually, you know, mm-hmm. going. We need, really, really need to do that. Cheryl and I rode around for weeks going from bank to bank trying to open an account, and they laughed at us. We couldn't – they said, we, you have to be at least a 501 or have mm-hmm. – so we ended up getting an LLC first. Yeah. So where we can open, so where we can open a yep. bank account and get a tax ID number mm-hmm. and everything. But the, the banks a lot were kind of – they didn't want to talk to us realistically yeah. until we got that, and we got mm-hmm. that. And, and we formed Scenic Lafayette doing that. and um, So people can donate that are listening. They can oh, contribute. Yes, absolutely. And, and we have a lot of advisors that really aren't – 
official members of scenic anybody can help with scenic mm-hmm. lafayette you know um, but we have advisors um that advise us on you know we used to have like a architecture committee mm-hmm. and a uh, you know a landscape committee a tree committee different committees uh trying to work on different tasks throughout uh-huh. the city and you have volunteers that come and go everything so uh how do people it, volunteer robert like how, how do they reach out is there well a, you can go to our facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, scenic lafayette and there's a uh, telephone number that you can contact and you can leave a leave a message okay. um or you can uh, send us a there's a, a link for our email address mm-hmm. and you can leave a leave an email there um, and we will reach. We will get back with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, if you make the mistake of trying to volunteer with us, we're <laughs> we're going to take you to task for it. Right. But um, it's really kind of a, a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing David from yeah. from Scouts, um, you know he, he he's an early riser. I joke with David. He's he's my only friend that I can call at six o'clock in the morning. I know he's been up for he's an been hour. Up. Um, <laughs> But that comes, I think, from working in the oil field uh, for, yeah. for so many years. Right. Um, but I, I joke with David that if he sees that someone has put out illegal signs, he, he tosses mm-hmm. and turns and he'll get up at 3 in the morning and, and go and pick the signs up. A lot of times that's the best time. It's like Brett Mellington, right, the sign police. Like some yeah, people, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like different people care about different things. But right. Well, we try, we try to be very safe. Um, of warning lights on mm-hmm. our vehicles and we wear vests. But a lot of times you have to go at four, four or five o'clock in the morning. But no, it, it would be ludicrous to to get out of your car and try to cross a street at the, at the corner of Ambassador and Johnson Street to pick mm-hmm. up a sign that's been put. The, the people that deploy them do right. them in the middle of the right. night. And, so, and yeah. we, we would really like people, if they have a garage sale, to put the date on their garage sale sign. <laughs> Because I'm not going to pick it up if it has a date of that day, yeah. okay? And I'm hoping they'll pick it up. But realistically, most people mm-hmm. don't. And I, and I have a soft heart for lost pets. I'm not going to touch right. a sign no. if it says lost. They yeah, have a picture of their kid. cat. Right, reward for Snickers or yeah. something. We're right. not going to take that. We're right. not going to take right. that down. But no. but so. if it says erase bad credit or, 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 uh-huh. or we what buy houses. It? I buy golf carts, yeah. yeah that's a new one that just hit town in the last. We have, we've never seen that one before called I Buy Golf Carts. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a New Orleans phone number for for that particular one. So he hit the exit ramps. Uh, I, I think some of these people, they come out of, they hire somebody, they leave Houston at midnight. And, and they, they just they, drive. They hit, they hit each yeah. little, each town mm-hmm. from here to Mississippi or mm-hmm. whatever. And everything. Yeah. And we had a national conference for Scenic America. It was in Fort Walton uh, Beach, Florida. And we were going to bring them a tool that we provide free to communities or volunteers to help pull these signs off the, Utility poles. It's been well proven. It has some hooks on the top that you can go and pull the sign off of a pole safely. And we brought one to give to Scenic Walton, and we got there. We looked around, and they said they don't need one. Really? Because they, they don't. don't they, they don't put up with it. They don't do it. They don't. It just so doesn't. people know it's not worth. People it. People knows it's not yeah. worth it to do it over there. You know. But you always get somebody come from out of state, out of town. Yeah. But. Us being on I-10 corridor, mm-hmm. we're right for somebody just jumping off at Louisiana yeah. exit. And off to the next and, town. And, yeah. Planting the feud and taking off and going and, to uh-huh. the And kind of the key to that is, is we've treated it like the broken window philosophy that um, if we remove them as quickly as possible, then they're not an inducement to somebody, oh, look, there's a sign, I'll put yeah. one too. If it's very difficult for somebody to be the only one putting a sign out on a very clean corner or a very mm-hmm. clean area. They, they they simply won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of the a lot of businesses. If they can keep their sign up for 72 hours, that's a win for yeah. them. Um, we buy houses. Yeah. Well, those are yeah. those are those are a situation where where Dave and I have pledged the sun will not set on those signs. <laughs> These- <laughs> Y'all are both, I have to tell you, I know, David, I'm so glad to meet you, Robert. Y'all are just adorable. I mean, this is really, this this makes our community better, to have people that care yeah. and, and take action. Right. And I don't mean that insincerely. Yeah. I mean, so many of us will complain about things, but we don't we don't take action. Well, we, we, right. need this. we don't even treat it as a... Uh, as a labor, uh, David and I have David and I are good friends, and, and you know we go out of state and hike together, and we do mm-hmm. things together, yeah. or, 
or families or friends. Um, but we enjoy uh, getting up. You know, now four o'clock in the morning is sometimes a little rough, uh, but we know every donut shop and every co- coffee shop that's open at that time. Mm-hmm. But, right. Um, yeah. So if you want a review on donut shops between here and Opelousas, uh, <laughs> David. <laughs> I can tell you, Mikey's Donuts in Opelousas uh, yeah. is, is probably the uh, number one donut. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty nice. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's oh, so, pretty good. But if, if you treat My, if you, but, but if no, you treat this as a as, as as something fun and you and, and we mm-hmm. get a lot of satisfaction <laughs> out of doing it for right. the community. And, and like I said before. Uh, you can go to Youngsville, Louisiana, and drive through that town and see how mm-hmm. beautiful that is. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, they did in Youngsville that we, they they won't do around here is they landscape their roundabouts. They'll yeah. put something they in their roundabouts. Of roundabouts. Yeah. Uh, our roundabout, roundabouts are just barren. You know, we're working right now. Uh, one of our volunteers is working on a grant to try and put some trees on one on um, right outside Lafayette off of Ridge Road mm-hmm. in that area. And in the very beginning, the traffic engineers say, well, no, you can't put anything in a roundabout. You don't want to block any vision. And it's been proven. You know, we saw, they had a guy did a seminar on roundabouts at the National Conference for Scenic mm-hmm. America. That's his specialty, is landscape. And you don't want to look across a roundabout. No. You just want to look to your left. And it slows you down anyway when you see something right. like that. Correct. So, you use it so, usually yeah. correctly. St. Tammany yeah. Parish has a— uh, a guy that was his job, or it was his job, I don't know if he's still there, was for beautifying the roundabouts, you know, landscaping mm-hmm. them. And, yeah. and you, you can see in St. Tammany Parish, you know, yes. what goes yeah. on in St. Tammany the, Parish. They have a good tax base, and they spend a lot of money on fighting blight mm-hmm. and everything. And we're well on our way over here compared to a lot of sure. smaller right. municipalities except Youngsville. The you roundabout know. capital of the United States is Carmel, Indiana. Is it? It they is. They have more than Youngsville. They have more, they have more per capita than any, mm-hmm. and their their uh, uh, their mission is to do away with as many traffic lights as possible. They have, oh, I think, well over a hundred roundabouts within their area, uh-huh. and they're beautifully landscaped and uh-huh. and um, that's interesting. And they, yeah, they use them as a as a way to beautify the city mm-hmm. rather than and slow people down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Jason. Do you you know normally Jason will listen and then. I won't even think of some of the questions he's got. Do you have any questions? I have a ton of questions, man. We can do a whole other podcast. Uh, First of all, thank you guys for being here. Jan always brings, like, the best guests in here that are always right on point with things I like to talk about. Um, And, yeah, after shortly moving here, we just started picking up trash around town because Pinhook going into Broussard was just always a mess. And Mm -hmm. um, Raider Solutions, we've done Camellia cleanups and pickups and— yeah, eight bags of garbage. And uh, like you said, two or three days later, all of a sudden there's garbage there again. Right. Uh, and you guys hit on a lot of points that I wanted to to bring up. Um, one of my notes said there's Trace and Ambassador. That seems to always be such a mess. Is it Target's responsibility to clean that up or is it city responsibility? Well, Where does that lie? If you go by the state rules and regulations and even local ordinances, uh, I can dig in my notes and find you an ordinance that you have to keep your right-of-ways, alleys, and adjacent spots clean of litter. Uh, you're responsible for what's outside your business. So okay. when somebody goes behind the shopping center and throws that cardboard box filled with the packing peanuts and yep. the popcorn and the paper and all that, and it just blows out, they're responsible for that. In Target's case, um, we have two Targets in Lafayette. You have mm-hmm. one on Louisiana Avenue yep. and, and – um, Interstate 10 in that area right there. Mm-hmm. That one has the same amount of litter. The difference in that one is they have a fence all along that exit where they have that retention pond oh, yeah. or detention pond, and all the litter gets blown up against that fence. It doesn't leave their property. So the guy that comes to cut the grass, he has to pick up all the litter. Target's case is it blows off their property and goes across Settler's Trace and gets up on that other fence. So now it's off of their property, and they feel like it's not their responsibility anymore. And we mentioned uh, Liz Abair, mm-hmm. and uh, Liz tried her, her best to work with Target to mm-hmm. take this care of. All that they'd have to do is get a landscaping company to go put some low hedges all along that corridor mm-hmm. right there. They can't put a fence up, obviously. The fence is really uh, on yeah. Louisiana Avenue is because wherever you have an interstate, you have to have a fence. Mm-hmm. And Target's case, real, realistically, they could just plant some low hedges, and the plastic bags would get caught 
okay. in the bushes. It would stay on their property, and then whoever cleans their property, you know, and we see it early in the morning when we're out there running around, you'll see the little uh, trucks that clean the parking lots, and they have yeah. the, the vacuum things. If you see the Acadiana Mall on a Sunday morning, I have pictures of that, you, you would not believe how much trash is in that parking lot on a Sunday morning okay. yeah. when the sun is coming up. It's, it's beyond belief. Well, they're mach- they come with the machines yeah. and, and pick it up. But okay. but once it leaves Target's parking lot, they've got it paid to clean Target's parking lot. He's not going across the street no. to clean it up. Well, so well it, I'll it's, say it's, this. My, one of my sons is uh, works for a grocery store along that corridor. Mm-hmm. And um, part of his job is to move the carts and to clean up the, the parking yeah. lot. And he's told me that he's cleaned up the parking lot with a little broom and a pickup thing. And he's gone in to clock out. And then when he comes out to his car, they'll now there's more. It was spotless when he left, yeah. and five minutes later, there's trash thrown in the parking lot. That's just amazing. Well, gosh. So that leads to one of my other questions here. I, you know, I was leaving um, a Walmart, the one over on Pinhook one day, and literally there was the person in front of me just emptying all the garbage out of their vehicle into the parking lot. Right, right in the the road that goes back onto Pinhook. What can I do on the about, road? Yeah, right on the road. What can I do about that? You can. You can actually call 311. Okay. Okay. And if you can get a description of the vehicle. Okay. A license license plate. plate. License plate. They will follow up. They will follow up. Like they can be, I figured as much. In years past, they didn't. Okay. But they they do now. They have they've made a concerted effort. They will follow up. And it's just really taken off. Didn't Brianne Hendricks tell us there might have been like 180 or so? Fines issued, so it's really just people are just right. A few years ago, at one point, you you know, it came up at a city council meeting Mm -hmm. or some meeting. Uh, How many fines have been actually issued for littering in Lafayette? It it was you could count on one hand. Yeah, you know how many because of the process, you know, of 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 proving of okay proving it. Trash can issue. So when you call when you do a three one one, if you have a picture of it, and if they fight it, you may be asked to testify. Gotcha. A citizen's arrest, okay. Jason. <laughs> oh, no, well, fair enough. All right, all right. game on. <laughs> uh-huh. But if people start knowing that, you know, and people are starting to get cognizant about just flicking a cigarette mm-hmm. butt out the window at, a, at an intersection now because, yep. you you know, a cigarette butt on the ground uh, is is grounds for a 311 call if, okay. if you're going to go through right. the trouble. Now, you're always going to have, you know, those personalities that are going to throw things out. That If you recall, I think that, that uh, Disney did a study years ago, and they actually calculated how far apart their trash cans need to be and how far someone will walk to throw something oh, really? in a can. I, I don't remember the numbers, but yeah. it's very well documented. And if you were to go to any Disney property, there's there's only a certain number of feet between every trash can because they yeah. say, well, I, I, yeah. again, I don't know the number. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they'll they'll walk 100 feet to throw away, but they won't go 102 right. feet. Gotcha. And so yeah. the, it's, you know, there's statistics for this. And, and I firmly believe and we firmly believe that if businesses provide areas for, the, you know, if you see a trash can, it's not too far away and there's enough of them, people will, will go throw them away, mm-hmm. throw okay. things away. You, yeah. you just have to give them a Same thing for houses that back up to coolies, because I have some neighbors who like to dump <gasps> their crap over the back. Well, and, oh you're not supposed to. Yeah. Is that, is that, that might be outside of what this that, conversation That's, that's going to fall into environmental. What you have yeah. in Lafayette is. You have what I, what you call the blow and go landscapers. Yes, you, you see yep. it at the corner of Pinhook mm-hmm. and St. Mary, mm-hmm. where these the yes. landscapers come in. They come with the blowers, and they they do the landscape and they blow everything into, into the, street, the street, including yes. the styrofoam cups that blew over from their neighbor. Yeah. Okay, and they blow it into the street. And there's actually an ordinance against that blowing and sweeping into the streets. Okay, okay. you can say who's gonna who's gonna enforce that? You know, now if I was there's, if I was the police chief, I'd tell the officers fines for it. just to wow. toot the horn at them and shake the finger at them mm-hmm. and say you're not supposed to do this. You know, yeah. that, that's as far as it needs to go because it pollutes need, the river and also clogs up. It, it goes know, into drain. the nearest. Yeah, it drain. goes into the nearest storm drain, yeah. and and you you can see when it, when the river come, gets high, it's just oh, yeah. it's just a parade of styrofoam cups. That's yep. that's the number one. Isn't that one. sad when it, you go really to friends' is. homes on the river and you see all the junk in it? Right. So, uh, as far as throwing it into the coulee, I, I would assume you're talking about when they their branches and leaves yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not you're not supposed to do that. Well, I, I figured that much, but as I didn't know what to do about it. 
other than go talk to the neighbor, and if he's belligerent, I don't get anywhere. You don't want to get in a fight with your neighbor. I would rather be able to call somebody or talk to somebody in government. And yeah, just three three one one could handle it, and they would probably send that over to environmental. That'd be environmental. Envi- that makes sense. You know, kind of like the tires. You know, when you you go down a road where I used to work for that oil field service company, we work in a remote area. And we come to work on a Monday morning sometimes, and there'd be 150 tires in the ditch oh, out wow. there. And it was like unbelievable, Crazy. you know. And, uh, and and tires is a different situation. Yeah. Um, uh, they have to get the DEQ involved sometimes, and you can only bring so many tires to a drop-off center at one particular – you can't show up with 150 tires. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. You guys mentioned uh, yard signs, lost pet signs. What can I, what can't I do? Can I put up a yard sign at the front of, you know, like Bonin and Pinhook? Technically, well, you're not supposed no, to. No, you're not supposed okay. to. Yeah, and and there's the I'm a lawyer, Jan's a lawyer, but we could talk about the constitutional issues on it. It's supposed to be very content neutral. Okay. Doesn't matter whether you're looking for fluffy or whether you're advertising a, <laughs> uh, you know, your your pressure washing. Uh, you're not supposed to put anything on on public rights away, but we somewhat turn a blind eye for, okay. for the lost pet signs. Now, in if you've got something that you need to put into your to your um, residential plot, mm-hmm. um, again, there's restrictions. You're only supposed to have 12 square feet of any signage. Okay. Um, right. you know, if you have a 12 square foot real estate sign there, you're technically not supposed to put any more signs okay um, but uh, you know anything that you put on your private property is is, is as long as it's temporary and it's within those size that, restrictions that makes you're, sense. You're and then there's good. a certain amount of understanding that goes along with that. correct yeah right. and then there's certain neighborhoods that don't allow anything mm-hmm. except for maybe 10 days or something. yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, moving along here uh, you guys said no mobile billboards mm-hmm. what about correct. car wraps? That's okay. That's as okay. Long as long as it's part of your business. Uh, what we do see in Lafayette now and other communities are addressing it is where you have a vehicle parked in front of a shopping center that's never moved in years mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of advertising, okay? The one on Ambassador Caffrey across from uh, Lafayette okay. Shooters and Wilderness, they cut the, the exhaust system off. You can see the pieces of the exhaust system laying on the ground. The tires are flat. The inspection stickers from like 2018. Okay. <laughs> and that truck is parked there for one thing only is to advertise a business that's in that parking lot. That mm. makes sense. And so they have regulations on that. Uh, another regulation that people aren't aware of is you have a certain amount of square footage of your windows that you can cover up with advertising. Uh, if you have like a convenience store, mm-hmm. you can't cover it a hundred percent with um, yeah. Marlboro One Hundred um, signs. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you have to be. It's a safety thing too. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a convenience yeah. store, and uh, so they have restrictions on that. If, is it enforced? I don't know, mm-hmm. and I, I really don't see uh, the, a huge problem. The with other that. thing, the other thing that most people don't know about is um, that they'll buy a beautiful new digital sign. Mm-hmm. And the, the sign people come out and they hand them a manual, okay? Yeah. And then that business owner hands it to, you know, usually their teenage son or daughter and says, here, learn the manual. And they go, look, Dad, it can twirl and it can do this. It can make it, it can zip in and make these these neat transitions. All of that is illegal. It is? Yes. Uh, the the rules in the city of huh. Lafayette says that any—, any um, Re, they they reader call board. it either a reader board or a digital sign. Okay, huh. you can have as many messages as you want. Let's say hot boiled crawfish you yeah. know, to this Thursday. It has to come on immediately. It has to sit for five seconds, and then it has to make an immediate transition into the next message. Now you can have fifty-five different messages if you want. If you'll notice the big digital Lamar signs, mm-hmm. they follow those rules. It makes one transition. Okay. It doesn't flash or twirl or, or make any movements. And then within five seconds, the new or, or longer, yeah. it makes an, a new transition to a new message. Well, the signs that you that you buy for your businesses have to have, to have that. And that's a safety issue. If you think about it, and, and when we point out to officials, the reason for having a sign on Johnson Street or Bertrand or whatever is to draw your attention. They want to draw your attention to see what their business is doing. 
Makes sense. So what are we not supposed to do when we're driving? We're not supposed to be inattentive. <laughs> okay. yeah. So when a sign oh is twirling and, you know, here comes the H and the O and the mm-hmm. T, and it will, I wonder what it's going to say next. Bam. Now you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah, to what you're driving. So it, it is a yeah. significant safety issue. Uh-huh. So and and we don't we don't necessarily blame the businesses. Uh, a lot of times we'll call or we'll have officials call and say, okay, well, we'll become compliant and we'll right. we'll do the five second transition. And then the young man or young lady that was in charge of that moves on to another job, and now mm-hmm. somebody else comes and they pull the manual out. Look at all the cool things it can do. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I want to use and all the features. Yes. And then back to it. So when you see digital signs moving and all that, those are those are non-compliance yeah. signs. Yeah. And the, the, new, the new thing now that just popped up in the last year that we've never seen before is uh, people planning stick signs and medians with a QR code on it. That's their oh. sign. A QR oh, code. So you're supposed to slow your car down. Don't worry about what's behind oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, no. Of course Roll not. your window down and take your phone and point it at that QR code. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then take off. And um, it, I, I saw it happen the other day on a street and on a boulevard on Rue Louis 14th where the car in front of me stopped to look at the sign. And then it took off. The light oh. turns yellow and it goes right through the yellow. Yeah. Light never left us all high and dry. Right, right but, there. But that's not an issue that's that's uh, addressed in our in our regulations because Q, QR codes are relatively new, yeah. and mm-hmm. people are starting to put them out. And, and but I can't think of a more dangerous situation than you're pulling your phone out while you're driving and taking a picture of something <laughs> out your window, so you can now yeah. look at a website. Yeah, I, that, no, that makes no. sense. Uh, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up yeah. here because the shade's moving. Obviously, we're telling <laughs> me something. Um, oh, it's five o'clock. It's 5 o'clock, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, Lafayette Trash Bash, I've taken part in that before. Uh, makes that was, it really easy to go out there. Oh, it's a it was two weeks ago. Wonderful yeah, yeah, it, it just happened. But is, there's no restrictions on me of just walking down Coolidge with a garbage bag not, and not picking stuff up. Not Anybody, at all. Anybody can go out there and pick up any garbage no, they want. I see people regularly, people that walk, you know, their regular route. They'll, they'll walk from our neighborhood to Jordan mm-hmm. Park and back. And when they get back to the neighborhood— they have a bag of yeah. cups and cans that they pick yeah. up along their route and everything. Yeah. And it, it gets aggravating uh, sometimes when it's so repetitious. You go, God, just clean this. I just yeah. clean this up. And then you go back, and it's it's back the following day. And that's when we start looking, well, why? You know, I was on Moss Street the other day, and they had a, the guy cutting the grass at a business. He was so aggravated. You know, I went over there, and he was picking up all this trash all over the ground, and I knew exactly why he was picking it up. He says, I can't believe this. He goes, they have a trash can right there in front of the business, and all this trash is on the ground right here. I said, well, no, look, there's a a bus stop sign on the pole right here. There was a Mm -hmm. bus stop on a utility pole. So when the bus pulls up, they're not allowed to bring their food, so they just put it on the ground. And there's no trash can there, and there's no trash can on the bus. Yeah. Um, And he never put it together. You know, I pointed it out yeah. to him. I said, that's why all the trash is right here, because it's in their hand, and when the bus pulls up, they just put it down. But, but not know. just trash. If you see those core plast signs or temporary signs nailed to a pole, they, you can pull them off. Feel free. Don't okay. don't, don't call us and tell uh, tell David and I, hey, by the way, there's one on the corner. Yeah, come pick it up. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Can I just go up and, yes. and pull one down? And Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, if it's a green one that, this, that says this site— Proposed for variance no, or something or a blue down. one. That's, yeah, that, yeah, don't yeah. pull that down. I can use some intelligence. <laughs> we do still yeah. have that. Yeah. that that's uh, the city. Push that should have come down. Yeah. And, and you guys said people can donate money mm-hmm. as, as well. And, yes. and what what does that get used for? And this that'll be my last question. I promise. Well, it's it's uh, really for administrative. We don't get paid we, for we this. We have a office. PO box. Yeah. That we okay. op- we yeah. operate. Yeah. We, we have a PO box, and we make an annual contribution to scenic. America. Mm-hmm. We print up flyers, but other than that, we them. donate um, ourselves. You know, we spend a lot of money on gasoline and emergency lights and vests okay. and shirts. And we, we just donate that, you know, just because uh, we love doing it. You know, a lot of us were, uh, not a lot of us, a few of us were affiliated originally when Keep Lafayette Beautiful was mm-hmm. formed. Mm-hmm. And okay. Keep Lafayette Beautiful is on the Keep Louisiana beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the scenic, Lafayette is part of Scenic America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And typically your KLB affiliates throughout the country, they're, it's usually assigned to a government official, whoever's working in environmental or planning or something mm-hmm. like that. They'll be running 
the beautification group. And uh, you run into situations in that where it's, it's their job mm-hmm. to do it. And if somebody's not passionate about a clean city, uh, their heart may not be in it, you know, yeah. if they're yeah. paid to do it. You can't pay somebody to be passionate about something. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Well, gentlemen, thank you for being here. Uh, but let's do another one sometime, right? Let's do a follow-up. This was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Jan, thank you again for leaving us questions. I love this. Thank, thank you so much, Jason Sikora. And I want to thank again uh, Robert Jared and David Begno of Scenic Lafayette. Hopefully people will listen to this and will inspire others to walk around, pick up trash, and try to be more careful about what they do. Thank you both for your service. Well, thank you very community. much. Thank you very much. I want to thank our listeners also. If you haven't yet, please consider subscribing to Discover Lafayette wherever you get your podcast. We also have discoverlafayette.net where you can find this interview along with about 310 others. It's been a labor of love, kind of like what you guys do uh, for the past six years. So thanks to Raider for making this all possible and to our listeners. Thank you for listening today. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift.